Don't be a stupid bitch. We are in control now. Ding dong. Hello? Yes, that's right, infidels. It's the Friday locker room. Veterans only. So you better get up, get your ass up out of the seat, and give a veteran your chair. Or you might just get your bag shit in this morning, infidels. It's Hacker Hamid, Rene Dupree, Cafe de Rene. Go get him a coffee, because it's early in the a.m. as we break down all of the headlines here on the Friday Locker Room, infidels. YOLO! Oh, uh, yes. Good morning. Good morning. I'm I'm up and up early, but I already botched the spot because it's the Friday locker room and I got all the branding for the Monday locker room up like a complete mark, man. But uh, glad I know. Right. Takes one quick stroke. Here we go. Uh, but uh, y'all, uh, thanks for joining us this morning, man. I really appreciate it, dude. I'm really happy to see how awesome uh, your platform is growing and you're just expanding into the digital space to be another veteran voice who's done it been there and uh and can offer a real perspective and i'm glad to have you here on the friday locker room bro oh man thank you for having me this is cool yeah <laughs> they have anything better to do so what the fuck <laughs> well i'm glad man and you are he was early he came for ring setup and everything he fucking was like hey he's like i'm not gonna walk in here in big league man i'll, I'll oh, go man, early never quit paying dues brother <laughs> well i appreciate it man i love this uh crossover between k100 and hmg and russo brand and cafe de renee and uh you know uh we got the sports skeeta crossover there too and all of our pundits and uh it just really helps uh foster good energy to the fan base that we're trying to hit which is the most psychotic inside wrestling marks that there are out there so <laughs> and they love it man they absolutely love it well i don't know i think we're the biggest marks there is right because we're the yeah. ones up at fucking 7 a.m <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> yeah that's right man it's even earlier for you that's right you're an hour behind i appreciate it an hour ahead Oh, oh, ahead, rather. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Um, but yeah, to talk uh, <laughs> to talk shit on the guys who got the contracts and are on TV is the <laughs> right the purpose of the Friday locker room to run the headlines down. But it's also just a good brother, man, and catch up because people like uh, that real inside veteran locker room talk. That's why I try and set it up to be here. So there's no pressure to perform at all. You know, it's uh, say what needs to be said or don't. <laughs> we got to keep things kayfabe and keep them on the on the sly, man. But uh, I was talking to you and I've stooged it off because it was on Syracuse.com <laughs> and it's a big deal, but it's still a long way to go, like a year of work ahead just to get things in play probably, but uh, pretty big moves for me this week, uh, getting approved in New York state for one of the first card uh, dispensary licenses uh, out of 900 applicants among the first 10. I think the first five were like HIV clinic, medical clinics. So like, you know, no one's going to be like, no, not, not them first, but uh, uh, to, to do what we needed to do and just kind of stay diligent. And, and then the next two days to be looking at buildings and stuff, it's happening. (laughs) It's happening fast, you know? So, uh, business man yeah dude 
Yeah, I've been working, you know, grinding as the indie guy and the media guy and having my own social media company here for 16 years now. I mean, uh, on the road, whether it was OBW to here. And uh, man, now to to finally start to like see the here's the real opportunities that are getting set up, you know, so it's been uh, it's been a long road, man, but it's the journey and uh, it'll still be the journey because there's five hard years of work ahead. But to be on the ground floor of this industry is going to be very interesting learning experience, business experience and hopefully very lucrative. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, It's big business here in Canada, man. We legalized it a few years ago and. Mm -hmm. It's created so many jobs, um, and a good paying jobs with benefits, brother. Like, yeah, it's like the wheels I've brills other. That's where she wheels works in the <laughs> yeah. dental, fucking all my medications paid for, like the whole nine, bro. Yeah, wife number one works for an insurance company, so thankfully I I haven't had to worry about any of that, and she's okay. had you know a, a, the best that we we have here, but it's completely different from socialized medicine in Canada, which right. it's all a money fucking grab at the end of the day around here, you know. <laughs> Sometimes I go, I want to hate on them, like they're fucking great workers, bro. <laughs> like, <Yeah>. fun, <laughs> like like how can I be more evil but not look like it and do what they're doing? How do I get in on that? And right. you know, I, I think it's interesting in this space that I'm going into because it reminds me of a very 1990s time of like mom and pop coffee shops you i don't know if you're you know like you that you could have poetry reading or the girls are playing guitar or they have game night or whatever it is you know like go do whatever just to hang out and then starbucks came in and that was it like right, <laughs> just, just destroyed everything right on the east coast canada dude it's like yeah wind the, the clocks back to 1956 america welcome to the maritimes yeah, that's why, oh, that's okay. why I don't want to leave. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, you, it, it, things are original and organic. You and then Tim Hortons just—I mean, yeah—you know right. the same things, right? So, uh, corporate everything, which I gotta believe is the exact model of what's gonna happen to this. You know, so to be on the mom and pop side, it's like, oh, let me grow the biz, Briz, and so I can fucking sell out big time <laughs> right. when the time comes. You know what I mean? So. Right it's looking at it objectively as a worker and a businessman. And uh, thankfully my business partners in that too, are the guys who uh, own two CW, which I think was one of the best Indies in the Northeast in the last 20 years. So uh, it, it, everybody's on the same page and how to Here be a go. worker in the system and book, book the territory of what we have right now. So right. it's yeah. interesting, man. Uh, but a, so much learning to do, dude. I got so much fucking reading to do. It's going to be <laughs> brutal by the time. And the, it's all developing. So it's all ever changing. But I was talking to some people from Canada when I was, uh, fuck, where was I? I think I was in Cancun. And they're like, dude, they, they flooded it with stores up there. So that is a strange model because now that dips into everybody's shit, you know? Oversaturation, brother, like the independence. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <clears throat> but I, I may, I do all right on the Indies. So <laughs> that's on like, I'll be able to outwork all the rest of these uh, guys who got licenses. Cause they don't have the skills that we have in the Cardi you mentality, you know, you're a veteran. Yeah. 
Yeah, man. Um, we'll, we'll kick it off with uh, the big news from last night as we were both doing our watch-alongs. He was over on Patreon.com slash, uh, is it Cafe de Rene on there as well? I believe so, yeah. Okay, <laughs> you guys can sign up there now, man. I, I was going to say congratulations, dude. You you know, you had asked me earlier, not that I'm going to put myself over, but like about what the Patreon thing is and, and how mine grew to a certain degree, which I owe you guys a show for uh, the consultants allegedly, and some other things I've got watch along wise, but, uh, he, he jumped right in and uh, you got a great producer and James, I think as well. And, and co-host and, and now you're set up, man. And people can do, if they don't want to go to, uh, our Twitch, by all means, join up. If you want to hang out and watch with Renee, man, uh, and talk wrestling inside. Yeah, man. And, uh, yeah, if you ever want me as a guest, sometimes on your, um, your platform and we can switch back and forth sure boys got to help each other that's the way you know <laughs> mine's a little crazy because uh, as soon as the commercials come on i just start djing and plan 90s hip-hop or whatever it inspires me yeah tra- at the hip and and everyone's and i i just karaoke and smoke bliss and <laughs> and fucking sing my ass off and and you know people enjoy it we have a good time together doing ongoing jokes and stuff sorry i keep jumping on you getting heat Go ahead. Oh, it's okay. Yeah. You no, know, I'm getting my waiver pretty soon. I just got an offer to go to Rochester. How far are you from Rochester? Oh, an hour and a half. Are you going to Hellcats? Uh, are you going uh, to U- UPW or are you going with Colin Delaney and all the guys there? I mean, those are all the guys I've worked with for 15 years. Uh, it was my buddy Je- Jesse Bieber from St. Catharines. His okay. father is Chris Thorne. He runs the CWF. Oh, oh, CWF there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He runs those big shows every year, Resolution. I don't know, okay. Falls, right? Okay. So I'm good friends with his son. And he contacted me. He says, yeah, man, the, the promoters are asking for a name. I was like, well, I got Renee. He's a friend of mine. And, but I just haven't got that waiver yet. Should be either next month or the month later. I should have it. I've been nice. getting offered since I started, you know, uh, the cafe thing. The fucking, yeah. all these American promoters are just wanting to bring me in. And shit. It's like, fuck. Yeah. You know, so for, for so many years, I was in Europe and Japan, you know, I didn't really hang out in North America at all. I was doing well, but now it's kind of like, fuck. How how many, is it one waiver for one show, or you're going to be able to come back around? Oh, no, this, 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 this next waiver, if approved, will be for 10 years. Oh, great. Yeah. Um, dude, the, uh, obviously I'm going to good brother hook you up, but fucking... Huh. So I'll send you all the promoters contact. If you want to work the whole Northeast shindies, <laughs> here's how it goes. All right. Uh, okay. uh, if you wanted to go all the way to Long Island, first of all, you go to NYWC and Greek God Papadon and Mondo are there. That's their squad. So you can go there. Yeah. You, you get a hold of Timmy Baltimore and work MCW as well in, in Maryland. Okay. Yeah. Those are good companies for sure. Put on great shows. Then you can come back up to the armpit of New York State in Binghamton and work Excite, which is Johnny Moose. Then you can come to where I book at Immortal, right near uh, Rome, Utica, Syracuse area. Then you hit Rochester, where there's two companies, UPW run by Hellcat, who's been there for 20 years. And then Colin Delaney and these guys that I came up with at 2CW are all start, have started their own thing there. So there's opportunity. Buffalo is ESW and they just drew like six, 700 had an awesome show, man. They, they've wow. got a really good following. Yeah, dude, they're doing good. Um, yeah. And, and then 
crossover back to St. Catharines work crossfire with Chris LaPlante, where I just happen to know who the champ is and <laughs> and then you can work you can go to ottawa with us uh and work uh, great northern wrestling if you want to right there <laughs> as well so there's there's eight there's eight or nine companies bro that you could fucking have on rotation okay well that, that's my my yearly quarter you don't have to go far at all man and you can fucking be champ at every one of those places if you oh, wanted well, to well champ. that's well that's part of the deal you know i got yeah well fuck it over <laughs> Man, that's easy money right there for you bro yeah. that's that's good i'm glad to hear that i hope everything goes well and goes through and i hope i keep getting uh you know i've got diplomatic immunity so uh i get across the border pretty pretty easily most of the time we don't fuck around because i'm not gonna mess up my payday you know so right. Oh shit! But uh, yeah, man. Uh, speaking of a, a good brother who's on uh, on the long road home, man. Uh, superstar Billy Graham. Uh, it was the big oh, news last shit. night, uh, passing away, age seventy nine, and I know his health's been deteriorating kind of rapidly over the last two years. Um, yeah, very. Uh, you know, obviously. Even now, you could argue an, an underrated name uh, because Hogan came in, took the gimmick, and took it to the next level with the the machine I would behind say the him. Most, the most influence, most yeah. influential of his generation. Absolutely, and yeah. and, uh, and not and not even underrated. I'm just saying underappreciated, I guess, to some degree, right? But, As and, the and years went on, yeah. I think we all are eventually. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, man. Uh, but I had seen you post his tagline there. Big influence on you being second generation. Your dad bring him in. Was he I around when his, you were a no, little, little guy? No. no, but I had his, my dad had the re, the pro wrestling magazines, right? He had stacks of them in the attic. And then I would pull them out. And then I'd put, I, his picture was on my wall, bro, as a teenager. Mm. And, you know, that was motivation. Yeah, because no you're up. you're you're a definite body guy. So that guy, you know, was, was, it. was it for you? Yeah. Well, one of them, you know, yeah. it's like, okay, I got to get my egg whites and oatmeal in. I got to get my fucking workout in. I got to get the protein in. Let's do it. Yeah. You know? Yep. Man and- of the hour, the man with the power. Too sweet <laughs> to be sour. <laughs> Great influence. Uh, you know, obviously uh, brought color to the ring uh, as far as the, the tide eyes and the brightness after years of kind of the bar brawler with the beer belly, you know, worker which yeah and the pose down didn't didn't matter when the bell rang what the move was <laughs> you already got you got everything on the entrance and the bicep pose that your ticket paid for like right. there wasn't there didn't need to be uh, a felt five star with any falsies just one and done and that's it <laughs> at that point in time that's that was you know is you know how it is wrestling goes through trends man you know mm-hmm. you had the hardcore trend in the 90s and then uh now it's like the work right trend and or whatever the fuck and yeah you know but but the tie-dye guy gimmick will still get over no matter what so he yeah. he locked that in if you anybody who wants to work in indy and be the clown for a little while who's not jacked like him can work uh you know dudley boys tie-dye gimmick as well so yeah. Oh, I was wondering if uh, if you had ever had any interaction with him when you were younger. How about on the road in, in like a Hall of sure. Fame or, or any opportunities? I like was that? at yeah, I was at the Hall of Fame where he got inducted in New York City. He was there. Jesse, Vin- I mean, that was a lineup, dude. Bob yeah. Heenan, Jesse Ventura, yeah. Harley Race, fucking Sar- uh, Sergeant Slaughter. I mean, this was a lineup, dude. Yeah, 
Yeah. Yeah, that's the 70s and 80s pillars of uh, the real Brother. pillars, not the AEW Brother. pillars. Those are the real pillars right yeah. there. Bro. And uh, yeah. that, that was a fucking, that was my first Hall of Fame, and I'll never forget that one. Bobby Heenan stole the show. Oh, Just, yeah. Oh, yeah. Just had everybody <laughs> in stitches, man, rolling. And then, uh, but the first time I met uh, Superstar, I believe, was backstage at a SummerSlam, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. But then he would always show up in Phoenix because that's where he was from. If it was okay. a Raw or SmackDown, he'd usually always be there with his wife, Valerie, right? So mm. the first time he met me, man, very complimentary of my physique. Oh, yeah, that's got to feel great, right? Man, yo, man. fuck yeah. <laughs> Compliment on my father yeah. and stuff. So, yeah, big loss. Big loss, very influential, yeah. but uh, gone never, will never be forgotten, especially in uh, the wrestling locker rooms or should never be like forgotten yeah. yeah i really hope wwe does uh, uh has a nice piece uh you know uh instead the, the 10 bell salute obviously uh but definitely a nice little package of superstar billy graham and, and even now that would be replayed probably next year before wrestlemania many mania 40 you know all the way around but uh we'll see what they do tonight. i don't think even though he's but there's plenty of shoot promos out there with superstar shooting on vince and everything like that yeah he got know. pretty heavy but yeah. i mean maybe it's just uh listen man you've been in the business a while you know how frustrating it can be some of us can control it others can't right right Right. You well, understand. Yeah. If you're in the business long enough, you understand. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think the fact that the, not that they want to do it because of being a nice guy, they'll also go, fuck me, fuck him. And they roll tape because when you die, your catalog becomes worth three times as much, pretty much, right? Any yeah. any artist yeah. out there. So Billy Graham don't own his catalog. So why bury it when you can make money off it at the end of the day, but make it look like you're sympathetic and you actually have a heart, but hopefully hopefully they take care of his wife. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And it's, uh, you know, we're, we're right in that, uh, post prime of our life and fucking, uh, you know, put in all the road miles and, and <laughs> learn the lessons the hard way. Uh, and where were those guys were when they were just getting over most of them, right? They were, they were just getting over at our age and with like, we've already had a 15, 16 year run getting in so young. Um, you younger than me, much younger than me, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but you know, to see those guys in the, in the way they are, it's, it, we know we're going into the, the last phase of our career. You know what I mean? Because those guys are the ones that are like you, you named already Heenan and you know, they're already gone. You know, I'll never and, Woo! <laughs> and, uh, you see the, the pictures of uh, Mongo with ALS and things along those lines, you know, it's uh, it's just a sobering reminder of uh, that life is fleeting, I guess. And uh, appreciate those around you while you have the time and uh, remember them fondly when they're gone. Yeah, man. Yeah, 100%. Oh, shit. Uh, let's see here. We'll do injury updates maybe, I guess, to, to go with it before we get to all the CM Punk Oh, uh, let's see. Uh, Sandow potential uh, gray. 
<laughs> I got them all up here. Actually, here's one. I don't know if you've uh, had any interaction with the, the younger generation NXT any place, but uh, Grayson Waller frustrated uh, about being picked late in the 2023 draft. He says, I'm not going to lie. It was tough. I sat there on Friday night for four or five hours or whatever, how long it was. I saw name after name and Grayson Waller wasn't picked. Not everyone was there. Not everyone was there i got asked to be there so i expected to be drafted when i wasn't i was frustrated i had to sit that whole weekend and think about how i felt then i turn up that monday and the same thing happens i watch the entire episode of raw and i'm hearing these names picked and there's really some talented people in nxt who got drafted but i'm grayson waller i'm the number one person here uh, my name should be drafted on tv i was frustrated and really thought i was going to sit there for two nights and not get picked and then I thought about Tom Brady, and I thought about it. If you watch the documentary, uh, whatever it goes on. Um, but this is interesting to me because they're still fucking with developmental people's heads, where you don't know if you're going up. You're on TV, and then they draft these little girls that aren't even close to being ready for TV, right? For whatever reason, because they want to build a women's tag division, but they don't smarten you guys up to that or, or anybody up to it. And you just sit there and you're like, what the fuck? They're going up on the road <laughs> and, and you're still at NXT, but then they bring him up and he's getting a talk show segment next week. The disconnect is very strange to me of like draft him, debut him with the talk show segment. Instead, they still let, still let him sit on one ass cheek, sweat it all weekend long and then oh by the way be it raw on monday for no reason and we're gonna debut you and like okay right. you know very the more things change the more they stay the same eh i mean fuck just uh he's getting that weekly paycheck so if you're feeling <laughs> frustrated this is why i did i went to the fucking gym i'll let it Thank out in the out. fucking weight room that's great you yeah. know what i mean or on the treadmill or whatever and if if you're burnt out with lifting the weights, then go in the ring and roll around a bit. Learn you hold. Right? Right. Let your right. frustration out that way. And so but guess and, what? The right and, eyes will see it. Okay. Yeah. Does that is that letting them see you sweat, but you're just disguising it as uh positivity and, and uh well, focus like you, on like what you, you need to be. Like you just said, he's sitting there sweating and fucking well, no. Don't just sit there and let it fucking Go in the weight room. Fucking lift the weights. Boom, boom, boom. If it takes an hour, it takes two hours. If it ain't enough, then go back and do some cardio. Yeah. If, if you're burnt out with that, go in the ring. Fucking grab somebody. Okay, let's fucking chain around. Let's do an hour chain drill. Fuck it. Yeah. No. Yeah, man. Oh, I'm going to blow go. these. The right I'm eyes gonna, will see it. I'm going to blow these students up. I'm going to blow these students up tonight. They're going to chain their fucking fat asses up tonight. <laughs> <laughs> uh, UWE tonight, you guys. Your asses are in for it. Um, da, 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 da. Let's see. I thought I had injury reports up here, but I guess not. Whatever. We'll get to them. Uh, this was interesting. Um, uh, I know you're doing the watch along, so you're probably following some of the WWE story of with the new belt and everything they introduced and yeah, kind of yeah. like kind of backhandedly shit on Roman. And it's going to be for a working champion who's on the road or whatever. But uh, there's reportedly hesitancy about putting the WWE world title on Rollins. Um, Seth Rollins uh, raw segment was pre-taped due to his uh, Marvel's Captain America new world order. Uh, 
that he's filming right now while many backstage are very happy for him there's hesitancy when it comes to putting the new title on him should these roles continue so i mean everybody like i talked about earlier is looking for their exit from wrestling (laughs) and obviously the transition to hollywood the batista and cena and the rock have done have laid a foundation and he's really copied this joaquin phoenix joker character and made it his own in a lot of ways um but now he's going to be looking to take no bumps and get into the Hollywood scene. And that means when you've got a movie coming up and the insurance covers you for 90 days and you can't do shit, but this championship's being billed as the working man on the road, locker room leader. And he's uh, been that, but now it's really like, fuck that, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know? So, I mean, I, I, I never met the guy. Maybe, you know, him personally, I don't, I never I talked to him on the phone, so I don't know where his head's at, but, yeah, I mean, uh, I, deep down, I think a guy like Cena would really love to still be in the ring. The guy I knew anyway, mm. uh, I work with, you know. But, again, uh, that could be the new addiction is the, the, the Hollywood shit. I, I've done some little roles here and there. Not my yeah. favorite thing in the world to do. I'd rather be in the ring, right? Right, right. Right, so. Well, you're a spotlight addict. I mean, that's what that's one of the that adrenaline I mean, we, junkie. We, we all are spotlight right. addict. Yeah, adrenaline yep. junkie, whatever it is. To be the maestro and the spotlights on me and I control everything around me in a 360 degree <laughs> view, you know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, we, let's we, let's we put it this are. way. I want to be a rock star, not a Hollywood actor. Gotcha. Yeah, absolutely. Right. And there a lot of times you're waiting around to do your thing and there's no response. You you do you might do it well. But there's no instant gratification, <laughs> applause, yeah. or boo, you know. So, well, uh, I got this story for you. Remember cool. Philip uh, Seymour Hoffman? Yeah, man. Okay. Yep. Now, unfortunately, again, entertainment industry passed away from a heroin overdose. But his high was going incognito into the theater, watching one of his movies, and listening to the response from the crowd. Yeah. That was his high. Yep. Right? That's how you can probably gauge your performance better and go. become a better performer that way. Absolutely. Uh, oh, what yeah. a brilliant actor, man. I mean, Fuck. I was, I was, yeah, dude. I, I actually, one of the things that he isn't even one of his top roles, I guess it is, uh, where I really first noticed him because I watched this movie a hundred times is Scent of a Woman with Al Pacino. And he's the heat, one of the heel heaters. Uh, oh, okay. at, uh, and at the boys' school, and, and the the he's young George in that George Jr. But he right. does some takes with his hands that I, when I was a young actor, I used to do the monologues. Never leave any of us twisting in the wind again. Like he would just do things that were so natural in the conversational way. I was like, that's how I want to be able to act, brother. I could go. Man. I could talk for days about him, like uh, Boogie oh, Nights, where he played the the yeah. game producer or whatever. Phenom- phenomenal role, phenomenal. Bro. And then uh, along see came Holly, when he was see, uh, yeah. uh, Ben Stiller's buddy. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. Uh, Sandy Lyle, Crocodile Tears. <laughs> How about the one with De Niro, where he's the the the, tra- the cross dresser, um, where De Niro has um, Bell's palsy. I forget what it oh, is. I didn't see that one yeah dude it's very good i'll look up the title and send it to you and they live in this de niro's kind of lost his whole family and uh you know he's the hard ass against uh homophobic of it 
and needs the help of it and they become friends and, and have respect in a, in a way together. But the character he plays is a trans uh, costumer with a lot of, you know, social okay. anxiety issues and they, they come together, but that that's the kind of, of stories that would be far better now, instead of serving somebody a big narrative and marketing constantly with Ford now under the microscope, Miller light, Bud light, where they're force feeding it. Those type of movies with great actors where you show the problem. And I've tried to think of write these in into some of our wrestling booking throughout the year, allegedly, is yeah, you can have strong opposite personalities, extremely gay and extremely homophobic, but you find the middle ground where there's understanding and you show that lesson. We're not doing that. And that movie definitely does, bro. It really shows understanding and coming together after it. But boogie nights what he would do in that with just a look where you knew he was in love with mark Wahlberg's right. character and it was never going to happen right and, and didn't have to say anything until he finally breaks down the best acting we do is when we say nothing at all and he's a fucking master at that or was and, you know yeah big loss big loss to the fucking yeah movie. dude fuck yeah i definitely put him up there and definitely the t possibly the top 10 actors of the last 100 years at, at that level to be honest with you dude fucking you was good man yeah and then uh star big stars burn out brightly so which is how i'll live forever because i'm only mediocre so so uh, <laughs> 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 Yeah, here's one uh, for the Kingfish out there. I'm sure you've had plenty of interactions with him and uh, on shows. But Jerry Lawler said to still be struggling with his health following a stroke. Uh, he was hospitalized after having a serious medical episode in February 2023, which was later revealed to have been a stroke. Lawler was part of the 2023 Hall of Fame ceremony. Uh, but uh, Jim Ross provided a health update. He says, I talked to Lawler just the other day. He's struggling with his health. He's got good doctors, and I think they'll have identified uh, many of the issues, but he's not out of the woods yet in terms of achieving a good level of health. As always, when we talk, his voice starts out a little weak and then gets a little stronger as he talks, and we laugh and tell stories with each other. So, uh, you know, the, the greatest announced team still uh, hanging uh, strong together, checking in on each other daily. They, You know, obviously Jim Ross has been through major uh, things with uh, his skin cancer and loss of his wife, and Lawler – kicking out backstage after a massive heart attack and then even being back in the ring and here it is. But again, another reminder uh, that uh, life is fleeting, but man, what a, what a career there. Any Jerry Lawler interactions or, or stories. He came way? up with the, the name French tickler from my little dance. want to came up with it. Very good, man. Uh, I, I, you know, I got that from Rick Martell, you know, being a mm -hmm. Mark growing up. Sure. You know, when he was the model. Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, yep. Just to do the fucking mm -hmm. thing. And then I went, uh, I went to Lawler. I said, hey, man. Because I was, I think I was on rise. I said, I need a name for this fucking thing. He goes, well, here in the South, we, we use the term French tickler a lot, man. So mm -hmm. call it the French tickler. So fuck mm -hmm. it. <laughs> it's excellent. Yeah, the, that was the, the old back of the Hustler magazine. Put it on your finger when you're going to finger blast your girl for vibe. <laughs> That's, the, the friend, right? that's, what, that's what they were, right? I'm pretty sure oh, that's what they are. Right? That's yeah. what it is? Oh, I thought you would have known that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, dude. I think either that, it's like a dildo type thing. But, yeah, I think it was like uh, uh, one, one of those type things to rub one out with the old lady. 
Pats, <laughs> the French tickler. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's great, man. I got to work plenty of shows with them. We worked this one show in Kentucky there. It was a bought show from OVW and they brought him in, but it was this company that makes trains like fucking big engines and shit, right. For, for trains. And I think plane stuff too. And it was an award ceremony for all their upper brass. There was like, they had a big gala event. There was red carpet around the ring and they had all replica belts, like 20 of them made with their company logo. Like, and Tom did a great job this year. Whatever the fuck you're the champ Tom. Uh, and Lollard give him the belt. Uh, but we had a, a like a, a, the master. There's no need for security or anything. So the audience is sitting right there all in suits the whole place is in like suits and ball gowns and we just went and did this crazy show there and lawler wasn't for the night and i had to go talk shit to him and i'm just two years in at ovw and i'm in this weird corporate setting doing a show that's very strange where you're used to the london optimist club like fuck you camel fucker you know like, <laughs> like these these people are like oh the, the terrorist is yelling at me yay uh, it was fucking so bizarre bro right. so bizarre but uh it was fun to get to work with him there and then he came and did some six flag stuff and uh you know i've been on other things where he's just done signings but uh never been in the ring except for kind of interacting with him at the one of the weirdest showcases i've ever been on in my life yeah but uh some would consider one of the greatest workers of all time <sighs> yeah yeah workers Pro possibly the the record for most years in the ring too i would say without like uh, between him and dory yeah right yeah or chick donovan mm-hmm I saw a picture and, of Chick Donovan like '79 yeah. or some shit. Boogie, 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 man! I think it's booked next week. Hot <laughs> 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 job, baby. Um, yeah, man. Uh, definitely just a kick out of the heart attack, and obviously be the soundtrack of the Attitude Era and and everything along those lines. Mega influence. Uh, I'm not going to talk down about, but an unbelievable artist too, man. Uh, fucking yes. the the drawing and. Uh, I know uh, one of those like psychotic Coca-Cola collectors too. He's got like the whole, like his whole kitchen and wall and a whole room is just all vintage Coke stuff and, and uh, marketing materials and stuff like that. Like you said, he, he draws. I saw he presented Vince with like uh, his grandfather, his father and him. Yeah. Like a, a portrait. Like, wow, mm. fucking talent, That's awesome. Dude. He yeah. works with... Um, Mike Kingston from Headlocked Comics. I'm not sure if you know Mike and I, but he makes all the all the Comic Cons. That's that's his whole route. But he would come to a lot of two CW shows, and Lawler did uh, the covers of uh, some of his uh, comic books that have been. They're kind of like an iconic wrestling comic book, I guess now because he's put in the goddamn miles to get them over. But uh, at, when he ever has like a booth or whatever, he'll have like Flair with him or whatever. So he's smart marketing for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, Kingfish, man, uh, I wouldn't count him out. I'd kick out again. Uh, just have uh, I would march uh, some uh, 20, uh, 19 to 20 year old girls by the uh, fucking hallway a couple times past, and he'll be up with the fucking gimmick in no time. He'll be out there looking around. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, wouldn't we all be? 
Yeah, I had to get the locker room shit in on him. Even when he's on his way out, I'm going to get a tasteless fucking joke. Otherwise, it's going to be the Friday locker room, bro. Fucking A. Okay, uh, bro. Um, speaking of bad taste in his mouth, uh, Jungle Boy talks up, uh, talks about being nervous at AEW shows and how he would throw up in trash cans most weeks uh, while talking to What Culture. Uh, he says, I think when I first came in, it was like a huge deal for me. Like I'm wrestling on TV with these guys who are the best wrestlers in the world. At first I was like, I don't know if I can hang with these guys because it's like a whole new world, a whole new world. So it was uh, nice to have a partner there for that. The way our team worked out, I ended up doing 90% of our work all the time anyway. Wow. Uh, but it was nice to have someone else there with me experience uh, that for the first time because we we're both freaking out like, oh, God we're about to wrestle the young bucks or Kenny, like whatever it was. Now I still get nervous. I throw up in a trash can most weeks before I go, but in a way, most of the jitters are gone. I know I can hang with these guys. I know I can do what I'm here to do. So uh, now that's part of like kind of out of the way. I feel more comfortable with what I'm doing. Um, I, I don't know, man. Like <laughs> I, I guess I've been on stage since I was six years old. Uh, right. so, you know, like that part of me, I know how to trans transfer that nervous energy. Uh, I've not been critical cause I don't really know the kid, but obviously he's second generation. There's value in who his dad was, even if second you love generation, what uh, TV actor, you know, his dad's fucking 90210. Would you, right. if you, if you're running TV and you got an opportunity to have that on your show, wouldn't you want it on your show? Yeah. But I mean, like second generation tv actor well if look at him get hot look at debate over this look at go ahead debate over this by all means that's what we're here for I dude mean, what the fuck i mean there's uh take one take two <laughs> cut edit that's right. what we do right okay he ain't fucking second generation shit in my book all right He's all right a fucking little kid who had yeah. a hollywood daddy uh, had to made the right connections, got in. Uh, right. What what did he say? Because because PWG used them in California for the for the reasons I'm talking about. But that's at an indie level, and Khan was a mark for that. So then that gets him on the show that way. But he's only had you know two years really experience. There you go. You're all, okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Right. Uh, uh, Kiss your paycheck every week, invest it wisely, and uh, be nice to the fucking fans and the boys in the locker room. But he's, but that's the yeah, that's the follow up. He buried himself this week by saying he's not going to go to veterans that he doesn't respect or he doesn't care what Billy Gunn thinks about his finish and shit like that. He doesn't go to him for advice. And then he was at a Comic Con signing, and and he's supposed to be a top baby face. He's in like, you know, cause you're a great heel and a nice guy in real life that most top baby faces are fucking douchebags 70% of the time and treat people like shit to get themselves over. Not saying all there's plenty of exceptions of the rule, but he's like hiding behind his phone and not putting anybody over and doing all this shit that is not a good look for the company. And then you see and hear things like this, where you should be kayfabing your weaknesses, but to the mark sheets, you're going, yeah, I, I puke in the fucking corner most weeks because I'm terrified to do my job. Like none of this is helping his case. I'm, I'm going to, I'll lay this out. It's a Friday locker room because I'm going to 
utilize uh, the contact you helped me with. Uh, but uh, the whole value is the 90210 Teen Tiger Beat magazine shit, right? Right. He should have his own whole world that's produced that when you see him backstage, he's oh, he's just like Dylan McKay and everything is painful <laughs> right and it could be the smallest shit but when any character enters that world they're in 90210 world like right. that's what like you shoot it that way and he can just be you can take the live spotlight off him pre-produce it and i would even bring in the old milfs now from 90210 that, that his old man was involved with right plus you got the hotties on there that could be the new fucking cast and you do the whole thing like it's 1993 Tiger Beat magazine. And I'll even one up and stooge this to the, because you guys are the paid subscribers. But Josh, the 2CW fucking booker, who's my business partner, yeah. said, You get it over with the fucking, have these marks out there doing the clap for the 90210. It is right. where they switch scenes like that. And every time he comes out, you've got a little call and response thing built in. You don't have to wrestle at all and, and all that shit, man. We can get the, it over. The crowd interaction now is getting hot again, right? Right, with Seth. With right. Seth and shit, so right? That, good idea there, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I don't want to stooge it all off. <laughs> but uh, I don't know, man. The, the, the things I've seen already, this guy is – unaware of what locker room heat can do to you instead of staying small and playing things the right way. Right. I, I've seen a, a, a red and I haven't seen with my own eyes. I've read a lot of reports of like, you know, yeah. gotta well, be reeled back in. Well, just, uh, yeah. <laughs> Next question. Oh, you got it. Uh, let's see here. Uh, update regarding the planned merger of WWE and UFC brands. Uh, according to Alex Sherman of CNBC.com, he spoke to Endeavor and confirmed that the new operation will be called TKO Group Holdings. will be traded on the New York Stock Exchange under the ticker TKO uh, and stands for Term Technical Knockout. Uh, but that I get TKO. Somebody last week had said New Whale Incorporated. New Whale Incorporated. I like it. But TKO makes fucking way more sense. I don't know if that was some weird cover story to the sheets or some shit. So people weren't investing early in TKO. So they didn't get hit with an SEC violation, but that's never stopped them before. So fucking, you know, uh, I'm not sure what new whale Inc is, uh, but uh, get me Moby Dick. Uh, <laughs> you're going to, you're going to put uh, any extra chips in TKO and when they get off the floor here. No, no. No, um, I invest my money in uh, protein powders for my body. <laughs> I invest in T-bone steaks and barbell plates, and I'm sweeter <laughs> than a German chocolate cake. Rest in peace. Yeah, man, for sure, for sure, dude. I gotta, I gotta do weights today. I did 48 minutes of Mike Tyson uh, virtual sparring yesterday, and I'm too tall to be doing fucking all the side Mike Tyson shit. So everything on the fucking obliques oh. is hurting and shit today fat bastard um let's see uh imperium might be getting a uh, new member uh triple h loves a faction he's working to find a new gem within these formations trying to recreate the success of the undisputed era 
I don't know if that's a success. Uh, so expect a lot of upgrades in groups and strong shows moving forward. Um, but uh, it was noted that uh, Leah Dragonoff has been eyed to join Imperium later, but no timeline was provided. She's in NXT now. Uh, I think that's a girl because I'm hoping that it is uh, what they would add there uh, to the female. Oh, right? like uh, like the um, Drago fucking uh, valet back in the Rocky movie, like La- like Lana should have been right, right. like yeah, right. like was for a little time. Little time. Uh, I like the Lana Rocky Four Drago look, but right. they might. They, I'm not sure if her looks spot on with that. Uh, I like the Baroness from Cobra. You know okay. what I mean? Like, okay. but I don't know, like that, but you've already got girls that look like that, like Sonia Deville with the long dark hair and the blonde, the, the Indiana Jones three blonde sticks out. You know what I mean? Like when she was the double agent too, like same, similar to, to that as well. But I'm a big fan of Imperium, bro. I think these guys absolutely get it. They worked hard to get, he worked hard to get his body in shape from doughy fat guy to fucking, ass kicker and i think the guy uh kaiser uh you know is a great promo too and, and a oh, great that worker really good looking guy looks like a fucking model yeah the, yeah yes the, yeah, the blonde yeah. dude yeah he looks like right out of the hitler youth can you know what i Brother. mean like girl like real real Brother. awesome worker go ahead please like, you should have fucking anyway i'm not i don't want to get in trouble dude just but yeah you're right okay <laughs> no that, yeah. that look you know and he does the just Oh yeah. fuck! Movie stars, all of them. Yep, yep. And the, and the other, I mean, you've got it all. You've got kind of the M Bison look from Street Fighter with Gunther, right? And it's it's implied Russian Stalin. You've got the Hitler Youth uh, with with fucking Kaiser. And then you've got um, Mussolini with the Italian guy. So you've got everything World War II and World War I built into this without having to say shit. And I, and, I, and I think uh, the the Fraulein, the, you can do it a couple different ways, but man, that'll be great. And you, it's like you said, it's proven working right now with the LWO and with um, Russo calls them jury duty, judgment day. <laughs> I like jury duty better. Uh, right. But, you know, three guys and one female in a group uh, getting over, very DX as well. Um, I don't really think of the Undisputed Era. I don't, I don't know where that shit came from but uh, you know yeah um they're i mean they're in aew now technically right yeah so congratulations you built up the competition's <laughs> top fucking, <laughs> fucking workers uh if it is competition right right it was it was all booked backwards last night to me i know you watched along to see that jericho roderick strong whole Dude. out of the arena street fight and that not be the main event i'm going what the fuck bro but uh roddy man i think he and i are like the exact same age and, yeah uh, you can i can tell by the way his, his how stiff his body's turning mm-hmm. the bumps are catching up to him buddy yeah dude he Just works that hard style bro hard style yeah. Where yeah. you not to say you're not a good worker, but you and I can stop and look around and do do something Frenchy or y'all law and the fucking we don't got to do nothing right there. Right. But he's well, got to keep boom, was, boom. That was a style he chose. That was a yeah. style maybe he felt he had to, maybe because at that point in time with his size, that's right, right. So 
Uh, but I'm just saying, I, I can tell he's in pain. Yeah, I, I, I yeah, and that and that was stiff as shit. Everything in there because when you're out in the steps and you fucking get dropped on the yeah, railing, there ain't no give. <laughs> there ain't no give there. there look, look good on paper. No, <laughs> look good on paper. But goddamn. Yeah um talk about that for a minute man with you doing uh you know obviously an international gimmick like that in, in the heat uh where sometimes you have to do nothing and then other times it's not right there what are some of your favorite uh, moments with that uh in in working it oh uh, or tricks well, of the trade to be fair <laughs> uh, not to toot my own horn but the only time i worked that gimmick really was when i was with wwe mm-hmm. you know when I went to Japan, they're so biased. Like they didn't, there's such a respectful crowd. Like when I worked for Hustle, that was the first company I went over there. Yeah, he made me come out with the French flag, but they're still very polite. Right. Japanese audience is like, when we go to the cinema, shh, shut the fuck up. We're trying to watch the movie. Mm. That or you go to the theater, shut up. Yeah. Watch. That's a Japanese audience. They're watching theater. Gotcha. See. You're being respectful. Yeah. That's the best way I can describe it. So, and then majority, like, but when I went to Europe, when I toured France, I was the baby face. Right. When I went to Belgium, I was the baby face. Right. When I went to uh, any free French part of Switzerland, I was the baby face. Well, I'm, I'm seeing now you're a big baby face, so I think you're an asshole. <laughs> 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 right. But I mean, like, hopefully now, because I got tired of running that. You know, I just want to be ready to breathe a wrestler. If I do like the independent thing that I really want to do, yeah. you know, I like to have one little run, maybe a year or something, American independence, you know, sure. We sure. see how far I can take it. Uh, after all these years, I kind of don't want to go back to the nostalgia act, but if that's what gets you paid, you know, well, you can be the alumni and you don't have to do all the same thing. I mean, I would do, I would give them the French tickler spot, yeah. even if it's uh, you know, half a rib and, and not looking to get heat. It's that's the, that's your hallmark calling card of, of yeah, it always they, works. They it's it's like uh, you're ace in the hole. Like, okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's what here, I'm yeah. saying, man. That's a, that's a great spot. GGP has got to count two, three ref spot. Uh, I just, I, you know, follow you around and do Yokozuna, put my nuts on your back and, and <laughs> <laughs> cheat Rip Rogers. He, yeah, that's, that's my shit. So, uh, you know, people are like, what do you do? I go fucking Haku, Kane, Piper there. Now you're in a snapmare, fucking rolling snapmare. I do flips. There you go. That's pretty much it. Uh, you know, anything super old school. Who's doing a, uh, Who's doing an inverted atomic drop tonight? Anybody? No. Okay, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do that instead. Oh uh, shit. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Booker T comments on rumors that Randy Orton might be retiring due to injuries. Yeah, I mean this is um, interesting because he might not even be cleared to come back. But Randy's been off ever since dropping the tag titles. RK Bro dropping the tag championships. I don't know what Randy was dealing with, but Randy's always been a guy that's been very durable. Uh, he hadn't been a guy that had been injury prone or anything like that. He's always dealt with little ailments like shoulder. Uh, he's always had a bad shoulder. We all do left side. Uh, he had a little flex that he would use, and uh, I would see him use that thing every day. He's working with it and working on shoulder issues and back. Uh, but um, we'll see if he makes it back again. Man, this goes on and on. I don't want to 
go too deep on Booker T's diatribes, but okay. I had seen that too, and maybe it's time uh, for for RKO to, to hang it up, man. Again, I always hate to talk about Japan, but I was over there when Mazawa got dropped on his head and died. Mm. I was over there when Takayama went for a sunset flip, landed on his head, and I was a paraplegic. Mm. A week before I did my last tour in awe, in the same building, Otani took a German suplex, and now is a paraplegic. Once your bump card is full, folks, it's full. Cash yep. your chips while you still can. Yep. And don't do stupid, because now when we're saying that, to circle around the Jungle Boy last night, I don't know how, uh, if you were interacting at the time, during his match, he gave him a fucking belly-to-belly -belly off the apron and Jungle Boy to the floor, off the apron, unprotected and jungle boy almost doesn't get over and his whole body's over and his head is is just about to catch on the fucking concrete or you know with the little mat bro and that's not even the, throw him in do a, a tough guy pin one two kick out on that man like uh insane bump that was meant nothing and could have instantly snapped that fucking kid's neck like that dude i see that li literally weekly on that fucking television show <sighs> Uh, well, look I, at the one I, I did. Snap the femur. Snap the femur. The one, the little little blonde headed girl who almost fucking hit her head against the went through the table, almost hit her head against the guardrail. Uh, yep. It's every fucking week. Yep. Okay. Uh, I popped when the Darby Allen does the coffin drop, then picks him up, headlock, take over. Oh, dude, ridiculous. Uh, all the high spots roll up. Oh, then what was in the fucking one match? And so Roosh was kicking the shit out of him, too. Like, dude, yeah. Roosh was no fucking joke, like, beating the fuck out of him. So yeah. I don't know if that was a called-in hit or what, or, like, don't worry, Billy Gunn, I got you out there. <laughs> and fucking, uh, but ref circles around, roll through after all that shit. Jungle Boy wins, babyface with a tights pull, and the ref's looking right at him. One, two, three. The babyface wins with a roll up and a tights well, pull on the ref. That, no, that, that was a no count out match. It had to be. And, no, it wasn't because he rolled no, in and said, okay. He, he ro yeah. So is the count out there like 100 as I opposed 20, to the count right? 20, yeah, like yeah. the old school? <laughs> right? Dude, What's the rules was, here? Yeah, Can I see but, the AW playbook rule, please? Because <laughs> I count to 100 before he went and broke the pin. Yeah, I'm just saying. You, you know what? If I, if I knew that beating was coming, I might be throwing up in the garbage can too because he fucking <laughs> yeah, he, <laughs> he, he was sticking the shit out of him. Yeah, Maybe it was a receipt. It, it, it might have been. It might have been. been for you. Yeah. Shut the fuck up, and you shut the fuck up. Yeah, you know. Could be. Could be. Joey Mercury 101, man. Uh, never miss a chance to shut the fuck up. I tell my students that <laughs> every week. Oh shit. Oh, there's a superstar story I couldn't find. Um, how Warner Brothers uh, Discovery is reportedly reacting to the CM Punk situation with AEW Collision. Last night we saw the Big Annie, which is what we're calling the big announcements of AEW now. So if you want to use the Big Annie, by all means, <laughs> Big Annie, right? Uh, but um, it was that uh, AEW Collision is signed and they're pretty – I don't know if this is a good idea or a bad idea because I get it. We want to play TNT, TBS, Nostalgia, but the graphics are identical to what Monday Nitro was with a, only a slight update in the color scheme. And we're playing to the 
uh, nostalgia of of that era. So I, I get the the reason for it, but I don't know. It, it's a little too on the nose and, and takes away from your own brand identity. You're you're kind of relying on Eric Bischoff's work, and that's not the look I would want for my company. Uh, there's uh, definitely I got, a, I got a comment please. on that during his announcement. Nene's darling actually realized it. Tony Khan only blinked one time. <laughs> one time. Yeah. Uh, I think that I think that's one more time than last week's announcement. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I don't mind the presentation of them, even if it's a little deer in headlights, as opposed to jumping up and down on the ramp screaming like a fan. I'd rather have them as the straight man, sure, you know, sure, just sure. delivering delivering information I, I think they've done a better job with that in the last four weeks in, in protecting them i think somebody was like bro you can't be looking like a fan out here you gotta look like jack tunney you know right yeah you gotta it's not marks or us it's, it's <laughs> right. right well here, here's what popped me the most not this week past but the last week we see miro walking down the hallway and he goes in Khan's office and we haven't seen him since is he in there? Did he find the stash? He's just in there doing Hindu squats and ordering Grubhub. And <laughs> you know, Thunder, Ro- Thunder Rosa went in too. They're just in there, fucking. Oh, you know, so they, having a good I, they must be rocking it up because they've been there for a while. A week. I was like, they got to yeah. be coming close to the end of the brick soon here. What yeah, the fuck, dude, bro? They're, no, they're, they're rocking. No way. <laughs> They're just shitting in the garbage can, ordering Grubhub. Nobody leaves. They just are in there doing fucking squats That's the whole it. time. That's it. <laughs> they got, they've, they've got the only copy of the video game, and they can't stop playing it because it just hasn't been released yet. Uh, but then Punk, man, um, you, you know, Phil's going to fill, whether it's show up at Impact and WWE to shake up the sheets and, and, not be, and then be asked to leave. I don't know how much credibility or whatever went down with that story. But as he was supposed to be this whole show uh, that is Saturday uh, is supposed to be based around him to keep, <laughs> keep the kids separated because the bucks or whatever, and the elite don't want to do business with him or what have you. So now we're just going to keep our roster separated that way, which is not going to resolve any of the issues that need to be resolved. Uh, but uh, Brian Alvarez says there's definitely a story with this CM Punk deal. It's not impossible that the deal's fallen through. Uh, and then Punk puts out in an Instagram story, look, everyone, Brian Alvarez doesn't like when misinformed internet trolls make up rumors about him. So please stop making up rumors for stories for clicks while Brian makes up rumors and stories for clicks. Okay. He's married for God's sakes. By God, that man has a family. Uh, Brian Alvarez. Oh, okay. Let's talk about bitter fucking former indie wrestlers. Brian Alvarez is the fucking king. Fuck you. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> fuck you. All right. And yeah. Nelson Magoo while he's at it. Yeah, dude. Well, Meltzer, 12 bucks for no answer. Well, it could be this, but really it might not be. Like, never takes a hard line on anything and has no real inside info. Uh, the sun's going to come out tomorrow. It might not. Uh, I've been told, but, uh, maybe it will. I'm not, I'm not sure. Uh, but, but punk follows up Brian Alvarez, shut the fuck up and stop talking about me challenge day one. Uh, and then, 
punk friendly reminder i've been on tv i haven't been on tv in nine months and y'all still can't talk can't stop talking about me maybe stop you'll feel better love it hate it it's all the same uh i don't enjoy being the sole person that props up entire misinformed clickbait industry based on toxic gossip from lying sources but what can you do when you're the king it comes with the crown uh you know He's not wrong in any of that shit, and neither are you in shitting on him. These He's fucking accept the match with Kent already, so he can beat your fucking ass. <laughs> you fucking pussy. Yeah, dude. Accept his fucking challenge. You want to steal off his shit? How much money did you make off him, you little fuck? Yeah. How much yeah. money did you make off him? Accept his challenge and give him the fucking payday, and he'll beat your fucking brains in. Actually, you won't, because he's a professional. Well, he should it should be a shoot, and he can go zero for three in his yeah. MMA fighting dreams. Oh, he'll go zero for zero for ten because the guys. Yeah. Are, and anyway, <clears throat> uh, how long, dude? I'm getting a little run. I've got to. Oh, you got to go. If you got to go, I can. I, I can hang, man. I appreciate okay, you giving so us. Let me go take a piss. I'm have a quick. Yeah, fucking okay. two one out. Yeah, dude, okay, for bro. sure. Okay, be right back. All right, y'all. Yeah, Oh yeah, man. Um, interesting here with Phil's going to fill and I'll, uh, I'll actually come back to that after I uh, give our guest a break here. No worries, man. Uh, and we'll keep pressing on, on the Friday locker room. I hope you guys are having a, or had a good week and a uh, good weekend ahead, but, uh, this goes back to it. Actually, WWE star Damian Sandow uh, believes AEW talents need to lean on veterans more. I watched some really great clips that they put out, uh, with Sandow, uh, Aaron, the idol Stevens, uh, Aaron Stevens, uh, you know, OVW brother, uh, on Dutch Mantel's, uh, show. And, uh, you know, Aaron just got uh, such a natural <laughs> actor's presence and, uh, the intellectual savior of the masses, uh, very eloquent in everything he does in his presentation. But, uh, definitely, uh, some fun talk on there about bowling and, uh, rip and, and, you know, uh, I really always enjoy uh, listening to Idolizer. Uh, but Damien Sandow's always valued uh, knowledge. But backstage, you absorb absorb inter- information from Arn Anderson, uh, D. Malenko, Fit Finley, Mike Rotundo in order to hone his craft, as well as, like I said, Rip Rogers, Al Snow, Jim Cornette, uh, you know, and originally a Killer Kowalski guy uh, with Strangler Steve King, April Hunter, uh, Triple H, uh, and, and China. <laughs> not a bad crew to roll with and come up with, you know, uh, and I'm sure others that I'm uh, leaving out of that pack to, at that time as well. Um, so like CM Punk, he's perplexed when younger talent doesn't take full advantage of wealth and knowledge at their disposal. He says on story time with Dutch Mantel, Sandow discussed his reaction to jungle boy, Jack Perry's comments during a recent UK convention Q and a, when asked uh, about who he talks about in his matches, the AEW pillars share that he prefers contemporaries like Luchasaurus and doesn't go to Billy Gunn because he hates Canadian destroyers. Uh, in response, the former WWE superstar said, "If you're pl- if you're playing, excuse me, if you're playing checkers and want to play chess, then you seek out those who know how to play chess." Uh, I'm not one of those people who say you have to respect someone because they you've been doing this longer than than you, they've been doing this longer than you. He said, "No." Respect them if they're a good person. Respect them if they've accomplished what you would like to accomplish. Billy Gunn's as big a star as you can be, in my opinion. Look at the career he's had over the length of time he's had, and we'll all bear the fruits of our labor. If someone told me something I didn't want to do, my first instinct would be to avoid the situation. I'm generally interested in why someone that's been doing this for so long believes this. Teach me so that I can learn 
and make a decision for myself. Sando also made it clear that he likes Perry, but is the mindset of hardly beneficial to anyone's career. Yeah. Uh, I mean, <laughs> Idol's not going to be like, I hate that motherfucker. Like whatever, you know, as we get hot here on the Friday locker room about dudes that we really don't know and just see these statements and have a visceral reaction as made mafia members. Um, but uh, Aaron sums it up. Uh, absolutely. Like, Dude, yeah, do you want to be as big as the guy who's probably sold 10 million in DX shirts and, you know, looks like a million bucks and can have a better match than anybody on the card? Then you should be, uh, you know, a, a real wise man would be trying to accrue a, a master's degree of knowledge from all these veterans that I have all around me that Tony's paying for and be humble. And the best thing you do is ask your question, even if you're not going to do it get their opinion on it and take that knowledge and be like, okay, I might not use it here, but down the road later, I absolutely want to. And I also want to do that to show respect to the guys who came before me when I was just a great Northern wrestling, Kevin Sullivan, the taskmasters on the show. Uh, you know, I'm going to take that opportunity to thank him for, for blazing the way and hopefully get a little knowledge. And I went up to him and said, Hey man, uh, is there a finish that you haven't seen? that that is a big thing for a storyline ending or a championship ending that you think uh would be great to do and he gave me two and i've tucked them away for when i want to use them and i'm going to do it just to go that was the kevin sullivan finish that he gave me and i know it'll work and i can't wait to do it here so um if you're not looking for those opportunities man that's just like an extra golden gift on uh on being able to be signed to a major company and you're on tv and you got the the gods of wrestling for 30 years around you got to take advantage of that that's the politically that's the politically correct answer folks i'll give you you this 85 percent of the business ray is backstage (laughs) it's all the work we're filled in a business filled with alpha males egos they all have egos perception is reality yes sir okay it can be but guess what one guy could have and it'll stick. Yeah. So get everybody's opinion. You can never have too many opinions and take what works for you and apply it to yourself. Very simple. Right. That makes right. sense. Yeah. Cause yeah. if you're not, if you're not doing that, you're not even playing the political game the right way to be, to make Billy Gunn think that uh, you're listening to him. And, and that if, if he wants you to work with, the acclaimed and do something that's going to be a big money draw. Now you just took yourself out of that opportunity. Yes. And nothing feels better than when you come back from a match and, and you get a standing ovation or say, fuck dude, that was great. Fuck dude. Wow. Even if you don't even mean it, just fucking work. Yeah. 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 And instead guys will sit there and openly bury and like want to create heat situations. No, like you, you, yeah, you can't even. Uh, you're, what level of worker are you at that point? If That's you're right. showing your think, cards, think of think of how much work and time you put into this, and the way you're feeling. You think you're the only one that's feeling that way? No, we're all feeling that way. Prop each other up. Yep. You know. Well, you want to talk about a worker uh, experience here of the office work and the boys? Uh, it says uh, CEO Nick Khan leads a morale boosting meeting for all employees uh specific uh, speculation continues to run rampant about how the exact merger of wwe ufc and tko corp uh, is going to happen uh with ufc's parent company endeavor will 
uh, when it particularly comes to layoffs. That's only neutral since Endeavor quickly laid off 15% of UFC staff when they bought the MMA promotion in 2016. Mark Shapiro, Endeavor's president and COO, has already said that similar layoffs due to redundancies are expected. On Wednesday, through PW Insider CEO Nick Khan attempted to assuage those fears via a very rah-rah meeting with all employees. Uh, the reports states that there wasn't much substance in the meeting, calling it basically a morale-boosting meeting, one uh, that was about little more than talking about how great everything and everyone was doing. There were no announcements and nothing said about potential cuts of current staff that happened once the mergers finalized. Uh, the two, uh, 2016 UFC layoffs were particularly headline-grabbing at the time, in large part because of name value of some employees who were let go, including former Hall of Famers and champs like Chuck Liddell and Matt Hughes, uh, were relieved of their nebulous office jobs uh, as well. But Forrest Griffin kept his because he actually showed up to the office and treated it like it was a real job. Well, we've we've also had the email of, you're coming back to the new facility in Stanford. And like, we want you there seven days a week on call. Uh, how many of these well, meetings have you ever been a part of? And you want to know what our past? fucking raw, uh, uh, raw, fucking morality boosting meeting was? Let's go ahead. Summer, you are not going to be here next week. <laughs> That's a shoot. Yeah. And sure as shit, after that, was it a Monday Raw or a Tuesday SmackDown taping? That Wednesday, 10 or 15. Boom, cut. Yeah. So, you know what? I'd like to be in that atmosphere with the little raw, raw fucking. <laughs> or how about this? Where are you guys going to go work? There's nowhere to go. <laughs> that's what about Japan? No, I talk with Dr. Death. I give, yeah, I gotta give him a job. I gotta give him a job as a trainer. Yeah, that was our morality fucking booster. Mm. Yeah, mm. the fear and loathing aspect of it. Exactly. Well, well here's what I here's what I saw. Uh, Triple H, a OVW is always going to be a property of WWE. It's going nowhere, isn't that right, Sean? Yeah, that's right, game. Uh, you know, and uh, we we know that the best will always come from here. And uh, and yeah, you guys got nothing to worry about. Six weeks later, oh, uh, FCW's opening, and we've pulled the contract with W with OVW, and and out the way they go, bro. And now here we are with NXT being what's rumored as a $40 million a year loss leader, right? Like it's, there's no return on investment that way. And dude, dude, go. What was that fucking podcast that Vince did? I talked about my show a bunch. Uh, John Mac, uh, Pat McAfee. Yeah, McAfee. Yeah. Uh, this is after the son-in-law is fucking like still recovering from a massive fucking heart attack. Oh, he, right. cost, me, oh, he cost me a lot of money. Yeah. Jesus yeah. Christ! This is the fucking father of your grandchildren. Christ Pat, Pat's asking asking about the kids. They're like, uh, you can't trust family. <laughs> like sent Shane home from Royal Rumble. Stephanie, Jeez. No, Stephanie Christ. goes to take Stephanie goes to take time off because uh, oh yeah, this wasn't on for a, a while, and there was something going on allegedly down there, yeah. down okay. where, down there. Hey. I don't know if you remember my era was called, but it was called the ruthless aggression. And that was a fucking shoot. Yeah. Yeah. Why do you think my eyes are fucking one's fucking half open? Oh, don't bash them. Yeah. Got one eye up here. One, yeah. <laughs> I'm knocking the fucking head so much. 
Yeah. I heard they're going to reboot Goonies if you want to try and get the sloth. Oh, uh, fuck, audition. dude. Nice. <laughs> we all need work. <laughs> oh, fuck. Um, yeah, man. But uh, will they cut NXT here in the redundancies? So allegedly when we were doing consulting work with USA Network and it all got folded into NBC Universal, oh. that's exactly what happened. And they took those... USA had their own marketing department. NBC has theirs. You don't need two. We'll keep one or two people and 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 trim away most of the rest. And I could see yeah. that happening big time it, with office jobs here. It it's business. Yeah. Look at the rest of the fucking uh, American economy and how many layoffs are happening in the rest of the United States right now. Right. Jesus Christ, my wife's work. They laid off all the top people to save money. They gave her a new position. It's an easier schedule, but less pay. Mm. Okay. The world right now, we're in a recession. We're headed to a depression. Oh, wait till AI can replace 80% of jobs. Yeah, dude, this is, uh, we say a, a term in French, c'est la vie. It's life. C'est la vie. <laughs> right? Such is life. Yeah. Yes. Man. C'est la vie. I've watched Les Mis. Don't think you're fucking over, bro. I know Les Miserables. I fucking... <laughs> I'll, fucking I'll, I'll, I'll fucking Jean Valjean your ass right out of here, pal. Oh, uh, fuck. <laughs> uh, but yeah, man, uh, I was talking to John Hartnett, uh, who's a, a great uh, friend of the show. He used to manage American Top Team, and he's Colby Covington's right-hand guy in, in UFC. And uh, also way too close with Trump that, that, that wrestlers should not have that kind of access. <laughs> like w- way too many carny motherfuckers are on top people in that connection. Oh. But, uh, you know, John was telling me that what UFC does is give a budget to these indie promotion MMAs and it has them on like Fight Network so you can develop that next crop that would be like indie guys or territory guys going up right. to the top level. Okay. So what value really is there in NXT if it's losing money? And is there any NXT property where you're like, when they come up, they're going to make us a billion dollars. No, not really, dude. At all. Well, let's, let's look at, let's look. Well, who? Yeah. Well, maybe, maybe Steiner, maybe Steiner, or maybe Gable Stevenson, who's an Olympic gold medalist, not anybody else. Nobody else. Steiner, when you're born in it, you have an edge. Right. Most of the time. Well, until your da- until your dad does a hate crime at fucking Comic Con and well, <laughs> well, that's well, yeah, okay. <laughs> that'll that's slow your push that. down quick. When you grow up in it, and I can speak like this: when you grow up in it, it's it's second nature. For for not all, yeah, there's exceptions to every rule, and I you you I'm sure you can name a few. I don't have to. Sure, I'm not here to fucking bury people, but you can figure it out mm-hmm. on your own. Right, but aside from the, the the ones that are born in it, the the top stars, where do they come from, the Genericos, the Steens, the Gunters, where do they come from, working their ass off on the, the Becky Lynches, where do they come from, working their ass off. Yep, that's it. And and these kids get a contract now from the Nil program right out. Of, I'm not saying they're not NCAA athletes. But they do they even love wrestling? And that's really the most fundamental thing that brings people into this industry or or you know, having it passed on to them. You remember those desire videos, dude? Before the yeah. shows, yeah. Only road of faith. If it sounds right, you'll listen to it. 
if it's marketed right, you'll buy it. Yeah. But if it's real, you'll feel it. Yeah. When you love it, it's real. And you feel yeah. It. And so does the crowd. That's. I think those things like that mill, uh, you know, program to scoop up athletes that, you know, there are going to be hot chicks coming out of college. I think a lot of that was to beef up for the sale of like, and we've got this and we've got that, but really that's all costing them seven fifty a week in contracts with people who are going to wash out of the system in four years. So why is that even anything fucking to put your money into? They're a billion dollar company. They need write-offs, right? Right. I guess. Yeah. Right. I guess that's a good point too, to, uh, of what it comes down to, to, to do that, but uh, cover the NDA money or whatever the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> He had to pay back 1.65 billion in attorney's fees last week. They hit him with that to close the to close out the suits and shit. Like, or not billion, millions. Million, sorry. okay, million. Oh, yeah, it's only billion. millions. Yeah, yeah, it's only it's only millions. We got billions, pal. So uh, total 25 million that we know of. Uh, right around there. Right around. Yeah. I, well, what's here's the thing, and uh, you know, I'm not trying to mess up your marriage, but if I had a betting pool, I would say that'd be your way to get back in. Uh, who's who's the here's the here's the here's the fucking, <laughs> but not from that side. Who's the real question is who's Linda been banging for 12 years, right? And why hasn't that come out? Is it somebody political in Washington? Somebody high up? Dude, the biggest rib, right? You, you mentioned politics. Trump, Vince, right? Our buddies, right? How much did Vince spend trying to get Linda into the, uh, was it 50 million each time for the Republican yep. Party or whatever, right? Right. He donated, he was like the highest donor for the Trump Foundation, right? Five, six, 10 million, whatever the fuck it was. So finally, Linda gets into the politics, right? Under Trump, Vince's BFF, small business. That's a dick measuring contest if I ever seen <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Okay, Vince. Yeah. Got, well, I got your wife a job in small business. <laughs> wink, wink. Well, that, that, that super pack, let's talk about it because here's some conspiracy horsemen for you. Okay. Is once that started happening, then then we do a hundred and sixty-eight billion uh weapons deal with Saudi Arabia, and who's the front load? that the circus is coming to town to bring America with an extra $2 billion deal to Saudis after all that okay, gets in play. Okay. We're on your platform. Here's one for you. I mentioned it to my friends. They all think I'm fucking insane, but you're open-minded. And uh, remember when Trump fucking shut down the government, do you know who couldn't get visas for their big shows? New Japan pro wrestling. Really? With the squeeze. That's right. They had shows in the Carolinas, buddy. Yeah. Where was fucking Vince's biggest competition based out of? Right out of yeah, yeah. Just one phone call and that and has it shut down. Just saying. Well, that's because you guys Man. do small. That's because you, you know how small. mad they were when they sold out the garden. I know. Oh, yeah. I know. Yeah. I, I've got a lot of friends over there in high positions. Yeah. They were fucking pissed. They were fucking pissed. Well, he's psycho about the garden. Like, that. that's our home. There's something about New York City for him that is just like, this is it and, and here, it for us, here, right? Here's another one for you. Remember when Brett got fucking attacked during the Hall of Fame for Jim, yeah. uh, Jim Nyhart? Yeah, yeah. And fucking well, uh, FTR well, cleaned that guy's clock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah okay. 
What else? What happened that night? What was going on at the same time in the garden? I don't. It wasn't New, New Japan, Japan show. at the same time. I didn't think. I didn't know New that. Japan I never show. thought about that. Wow. Yeah. Guess what so was you... the big surprise that night? I knew. I knew. I told Ricky Cortez because I knew ahead of time who was going to show up. Mm. Muda in the Battle Royal. And they they tried to steal the spotlight with a what fake. What was running. trending on Twitter? Brett being attacked. Brett, Brett attacked. Yeah. Just wow. Saying. Interesting. Just saying, buddy. Interesting. Uh, double screw job. He was in on the work the whole time. <laughs> One of the greatest workers did. ever, if not the best. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I he agree. He's the best there is. <laughs> That's interesting. Some real conspiracy horseman shit here today. Uh, Listen, and, uh, dude, I've been mm. in this business my entire fucking life, man. Mm. Mm. If, it's, if it smells, even if you get a whiff of it, right? There's got to be something there. Brother. <laughs> how many spies i guarantee you the second that mudas put one foot in the garden 15 people were calling vince's people or yeah. vince himself yeah oh, oh yeah. yeah he's here yeah. he's here and now they induct him with a smile <laughs> right at the same time after fucking him over like listen just, i know muda man listen muda i muda flew himself to canada had dinner at my father's fucking dining room table we had beers we broke bread we had steak we sat down and watched wrestling in our living room, okay? His interaction with those guys was a little awkward. I know Muda. Mm. He took the payday. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Oh, a little weird, though. Why? 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 Uh, you never... I never worked this company. Why? Put, I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I'll I don't take know. the check. Sure. Yeah. Sure, man. And and the spotlight, because that'll only up his uh, <laughs> bookings uh, for the, the retirement. No, I, no, he, he's done, dude. He's well, when the book comes out and he's got to go and fucking do the key to the city and all that shit, yeah, you, know, you can go from fucking 10,000 to 20,000 overnight with that, right? He's got the DVD final love fucking coming out, right? The final right. match coming out. And that was uh fuck. I wish I was there for that one. That that one yeah, hurt dude. not being there, but whatever. Salavi, <laughs> such as you, the, the, when the stars align, it'll be there, man, no doubt. Uh, but that that's an interesting conspiracy. But I still think, and you know, I'm not trying to sabotage your marriage, but uh, you you could be. Linda's <laughs> <laughs> coming from a guy with 25 wives that's easy to say yeah it's easy well jesus christ i can only do so much out here pal she's she's a voracious lover she's uh, listen my wife's japanese fucking samurai bro <laughs> she'll, she'll give you the oren ishii through the fucking Brother. mattress Brother, all it takes she's five foot tall 85 pounds it takes one look <laughs> she's got that's it all it takes trust me it. Give you a Fukushima fuck over on that one. Brother. <laughs> uh, speaking of the wives back last night, this one had me going, okay, you want to talk about politics? Not that I I'm, I think there's value in her. I think that uh, she's a good heel. But Karen Jarrett last night debuted oh, on AEW yeah. Dynamite by, by attacking her. Out of nowhere, bro, after like some internet heat a couple months ago, I like this segment that they did with, with, you know, team TNA, but dude, it's like, okay, what are we doing? The impact shit from 2007 right now, again, like we're running. Corbin, you want to talk about politics and backstage, bro. 
I'll get yeah, I'll get my wife a fucking spot, brother. <laughs> Jared's know. got that position in oh, the yeah. office, right? Yeah, bro. Listen, yeah. listen. What did I say? This business is it's all work. Uh, Jared's a great worker. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You oh, know, it, it just pops me to see that kind of shit because you're like, wait, what? Why? No introduction or reason. She just got the spot. Awesome politics. Fuck it. um did you but i was gonna say you didn't have any rah-rah meetings like that with the nick Khan stuff that those things make me laugh and smile because i've been in three or four of them now in my in my time of just like and whatever you think whenever they say it's one thing the exact opposite is coming but then with the grayson waller stuff letting them sweat it out and like i'm like it's the exact same fucking shit instead of getting a guy ready and knowing what his program is so he can introduce himself they let him sweat it out bring him up on the show that night go oh you're getting a talk show next week read these bullet points and he's not he's scared of like what everybody's watching him with no build and are you gonna sink or swim that's not the way to make a the best tv show or b get the most in uh, like payoff on your investment of the guy you've been putting time into you know, now you can make the argument you should be over prepared for the opportunity and ready to swim, but unfortunately, they they're in the bubble and they've trained to a point of thinking they're over, and then roll camera and we see something completely different about not being over. I was on the phone with Rip Rogers last night for about an hour. Me and Rip have a unique relationship. I've known him since I was thirteen. We have very non-wrestling life conversations. Sure. Right. Fuck the business. Life. Was he on the treadmill or no? Uh, probably. <laughs> it's all a rib, dude. Yeah. It's all, it's all a fucking rib. Yeah, baby. Just show up and smile. It's all a rib. <laughs> it's all a rib. Yeah, to take any of it seriously is a waste of your emotional time. Listen. It's all just fucking show up. Be happy to be there. And if you're, dude, you're sweating out. <laughs> I know. I've been there. Mm-hmm. Uh, dude, because I saw you. What? I kind of saw you. I, I, I kind of saw you the first time I met you was in the worst probably part of that hurricane you were in. Yeah. And you, you, you live through it. You learn from it. You learn to deal with that shit. So I'm talking from experience. Go to your happy place. Go to what's gonna fucking uh, what's that? Uh, uh, bi- bi- biology one on one. Nothing in life, tra- uh, nothing in life disappears. Energy doesn't disappear; it transforms. Yeah. Right. 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 Yeah, yeah. So if you're feeling that fucking paranoia and anxiety, you gotta tra- uh, shift that energy. For me, it was the weights. Yeah, it was the weight room. Lift the fucking weights. Some people fucking eat. Some people fucking whack off. You know? <laughs> yeah. Some people need to fucking do this. And I was there too. I went yeah. to that phase. Was there ever any of that during, cause like that, that you know, it's whatever you want to be able to say, but punk was with the fucking <laughs> straight edge and all that shit at that time. And we're coming out of 
the Benoit tragedy and Ace. Oh, nobody on the shit or doing any stuff is ever going to get signed here again. Oh, okay. You know, and then fucking guys are diving under the ring when the fucking Kentucky commission shows up and shit and, and yeah. guys losing their careers, you know, uh, over it. Was there ever any uh, bad interaction judgment that way while that was going on? When he died, I had just gotten out of rehab. Yeah. I asked for my release days later. I was gone, buddy. Yeah. Gone. And uh, if I had a mustache like that, I probably would have too. That was a fucking terrible mustache. <laughs> <laughs> no, this was half of the mustache. Dude. This was, uh, I had the long hair. I was young. I was going fucking, you know. Yeah. I was trying things out. I was discovering my, you know. I was always a, I like, I had a picture of Augs Baker on my wall too. Okay. Just to look. This is where your money's at, pal. Yeah, right? Fucking look at these eyebrows. Yeah. Well, fuck it. It was different. <laughs> it was, uh, but you know. Uh, oh, it's absolutely the right move to make. I'm just kidding my shit in on you. Fucking, <laughs> I love that shit, bro. Uh, annoying little thing. Vince is doing the mustache gimmick right now with the fucking, what yeah. the fuck are you doing with your face? Looks like Inspector <laughs> Clouseau from yeah. fucking the Pink Panther. <laughs> but um, no, no, it went to, uh, yeah, I said, fuck it. This place, uh, well, getting out of rehab, I actually listened when I was in there because I asked to go to rehab as well. Just like I asked for my release. Um, and when I was in there, I got kicked out of the first one because it was fucking horse therapy, a different type of... It was like, okay, here's uh, 20000 some cheap little fucking rehab. No, no, no. I want the good shit. Send me to yeah. a, send me to Atlanta where it cost $100,000 for fucking three right. months. Yeah, man, to get right, but at least you at least you're smart enough and aware enough to Yeah, no, no, no. I got you don't don't you send know. me to some fucking bootleg rehab in fucking Tennessee, which is cheap, where you're gonna sit with a bunch of former drug addicts and uh talk to a horse and uh, make funny faces to get out of your comfort zone. I wrestle in fucking speedos in front of thirty thousand people. I have no problem getting out of my comfort zone. I wanna yeah. know what the fuck is going on in here. That's why I went to Atlanta. And talking with actual doctors with fucking yeah. degrees, and they explain. Plus, plus you're in your twenties, man, and that's your time to rip it up. But you're in a fucking circus that is far more than like we're going to the club tonight with my buddies. You know, like none right. of that shit. It, yeah, it, it yeah. was. Yeah, th this oh, is a fucking next. Definitely, level. Uh, yeah. If you look at if you have half a brain and examine my case, unique position, unique career, you know. Then you can understand. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you you grew up in theater, so then you see childhood stars and what fame can do to a kid. Oh, dude. Brother. Yeah. What the fuck yeah. is different with WWE? It's a world fucking wide entertainment juggernaut. Look I what it did. Young, look what oh, it did I'm to their own. The youngest champion in history, motherfucker. <laughs> An eight-year-old don't count. Okay. <sighs> and you're main eventing Australia in front of forty thousand people, sold out against the Dudley Boys. That's. that's Right. Yeah, dude. Right. It's it's a lot to like hit the top of the mountain and then like you're kind of chasing that for the next 10, 15 That's years. It. You're chasing the dragon, dude. Yeah, dude. Chasing the dragon. But yeah, and, uh and if you're not comfortable with yourself and who you are and realize what that is, and that's how you identify everything that you are, 
now the foundation is always fleeting and you can never get your feet on solid ground. It's sinking sand. Right. I was going to, I was going to save this cause I'm supposed to do the Chris Van Vliet show again. Right. But yeah, I'll man. fuck it. I'll say it here and I'll say it there too. Outside of pro wrestling, the only like secondary type of like education of outside of high school that I ever received. And this sounds fucked up. was going to fucking rehab where you're actually sitting and listening to a professional Mm-hmm. talk to you about you know addictions and brain chemistry and dopamine levels and masking shit and you're hearing stories from a lot of you know dude when i was telling my stories about the shit that i was going through because mind you i was in the group of 25 and under right right because i was only uh 23 right right so people your head exploded in an airplane you were attacked and you hit back in the head of a chair and kicked in the fucking temple. <laughs> what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. And then, uh, yeah. and then the counselor, right. Get this. Pulls me aside. He goes, you do realize that's a lawsuit. I say, you do realize who's flipping the bill for this fucking thing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's yeah. them being civilians. That's them being not in right. the mafia. Right. They, right. they, they, as, as much as the jaw dropping is, they still don't understand. Like, yeah, I can talk about it here to make myself better, but you don't understand what I'm really involved in as my lifestyle. That's it. That's it. That's it. I could tell you some more shit, maybe for another day. Oh, that's dude, that's plenty. We get that's the real locker room talk that they pay here for, and I appreciate you being that honest about it, man, and and joining us. And even giving that up, it is I'm not anywhere near as good looking as Chris Van Vliet. You know, I right? Know. And you're not. I mean, <laughs> you're a Canadian at heart, but you were you were born across the border, brother. I try, man. But I'm a I'm official woodsman, man. I'm 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 definitely out there chopping wood, carrying water. <laughs> uh, you're from New York. You're close enough. Yeah. Fucking a! If you anybody who's got to shovel that amount of snow, everyone that you're a bitter motherfucker. That well, you're right. got the same, same look. Fucking level. There we go. <laughs> it's the opposite side of the lake, bro. Uh, but you guys definitely uh, give a subscription on YouTube to Cafe De Renee and go to Patreon if you want to do watch-alongs. Ask him more inside questions he's very open and honest with all of his subscribers and, and especially uh bitch here he's probably been coming to twitch here very soon be happy to, to help out with that and, and uh give him any advice i can so you we get more and more real veteran voices and veteran workers inside the wrestling community and not pundits who sit there and jack themselves off in the scrum you know what i mean it's it's uh, real wrestling all the time channelattitude.com from the real pros and that's why you're paying the premium price and I, I uh, really appreciate that, Renee. Thank you for uh, joining us today, man. What else you got going on? You want to point them to anything else, pal? Oh, no, man. Just, uh, yeah, there's the Patreon. You know, it, it's as low as $5 a month. Uh, I mean, we go as high as $200 for three months. But, I mean, yeah. uh, for as low as $5 a month, if you're a casual ro- watcher of uh, WWE or AEW, you can watch it with us and then we give your honest opinion and we watch it with you and we answer all your questions while we're watching it. And it's a lot I, of fun. Lot I of fun. heard, I heard, a, I heard a stooge report rumor that if you get five, $200 subscribers that you are going to grow back the mustache from now until Christmas till the end of the year. Oh, that's the rumor on the street. That's the rumor <laughs> on the street. 
<laughs> well, he's good looking as ever and savvy as can be, man. And he's going to spit that real shit on Cafe Derenay. And he did right here on the Friday locker room at Hami Media Group. Uh, so glad to rehook up with a, with another good brother from my OVW era. And uh, look forward to May, man. Uh, being back across here in the Northeast, uh, coming to an independent uh, near you soon to take the title off whoever you thought your baby face darling was. They're about to get a lesson the hard way and who's really over. <laughs> but y'all, uh, it's Hacker Hameen, Rene Dupree, Infidels. You know where we are. This is the Hustler and Brunch. It's fucking me. Yeah, and uh, uh, listen to the fucking Hameen Media Group. That's Ben Hameen, Hameen Media Group from Rip Rogers. Go get him and go fuck yourself. Ha <laughs> ha